HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. The following program has been brought to you by Kane Vineyard and Winery. Kane Vineyard and Winery supports Heritage Radio and the growing movement to change how Americans eat and how we think about our planet. For more information, visit www.kane5.com. Boys, I'm mellow as a honeydew. Yay! That cat is high, look that look in his eye, oh man he's high, yes higher than a kite, that cat is high. Thanks for tuning in, this is The Speakeasy, I'm your host Damon Bolte. Today I have on my show one of my favorite neighborhood bartenders, he actually works right across the street from my bar. Nick Coles from Mini Bar in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. Welcome to the show, Nick. What's going on, David? How are you, sir? I am well. It's a uh, beautiful day in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty standard. Uh, we've got some hail coming down on the roof and uh, overcast and gloomy and couldn't ask for better weather to be in the studio talking about alcohol. <laughs> the rye whiskey makes it all better. That's true. Um, so you've been at Mini Bar for a few years now. You've been there, what, like three or four? I've been there, I just had my four-year anniversary last January. So oh, nice. Congratulations, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Uh, over those past few years, we've gotten to know each other pretty well, yeah. uh, both living uh, around the neighborhood and uh, being the kind of like friendly uh, neighborhood establishment that it is. Um, it's been a it's been a pleasure getting to know you and drinking with you and discussing cocktails and just life and general and drinking. Um, <laughs> I definitely remember one of the first times uh, that I met you. Uh, you were working on uh, kind of like a a whiskey cocktail with like muddled kiwi in it, I think. Or yeah, I remember kiwi. I you know I I, I think. Um the bartender that I was working with at the time, Alex Haskell, had gone up to the cocktails on the Hudson, mm-hmm. you know, with the Gary Regan yeah. jam up there. And uh, I think he had, like, come up with a Kiwi cocktail, and it was, like, on our cocktail list, and I was trying to figure out ways to uh, work with Kiwi. Yeah, I totally ripped you <laughs> off. <laughs> like, well, I totally ripped him off. So. <laughs> What's the Picasso thing? Good artists borrow. Uh, good good artists steal. Bad artists borrow. So. Yeah. <laughs> I totally. I was working at a bar called. Uh, <clears throat> you have to excuse my voice. I'm a little froggy <laughs> under the weather right now. Um, I was working at a bar in Prospect Heights called uh, Barrette at the time. I was head bartender over there and writing their cont- cocktail list. And I did kind of like a kiwi daiquiri kind of thing that was totally ripped off. 
of <laughs> from uh, from mini bar from it, uh, Nick Coles. And, Sorry uh, about com- that. And <laughs> from Alex Haskell, it's a lineage. And but, Alex Haskell, and completely cost effective. Totally, <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, I, I like sarcasm. It's one of my favorite traits of you. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the neighborhood uh, in which we both bartend and like the, I I like we were talking a little bit before about uh, mini bar. I mean, like this. Let's first talk about that. Like, how many seats do you guys have? I mean, it is a very yeah. small establishment. Wow, we have we have six actual seats at the bar. We have, I don't know, maybe thirty seats in the entire place. So it's it's definitely uh, get to know your neighbor, whether you want to or not. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, what what I notice about it, uh, it, it it tends to uh, later at night, um, it turns into <laughs> something really. <laughs> Really crazy. It kind of, it's kind of like the uh, industry late night spot where you'll see people from. Yeah, it's you know, absolutely. I mean, if you want to meet the uh, the person that you know brought you your dinner and cooked your dinner in that neighborhood, the chances are they're probably hanging out in mini bar. Yeah, after after the <laughs> restaurant closes, you know, you see people from Abilene, from the grocery, from Clover Club, Jake Walk, Primeval Frankie's, from Buttermilk Channel, especially absolutely. those kids like to hang out there. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think that's. Um, <clears throat> it's like it, to me it's like the uh the south brooklyn version of the randolph in the city it's like where all the industry people go to let loose talk shop let off some steam and basically just you know celebrate uh <laughs> celebrate yeah, I mean, the end of a shift you know i like to call it like uh, I, I almost feel like you know like late on a saturday or even like sunday night after people have, you know gotten off of doubles it's almost like a group therapy yeah absolutely know, like Oh man, I had table ten, and they were like, "Man, they were like, oh man," you know, or like you know, the kitchen guys were like, "Oh man, you know, the, the guy in state on the fry station called in sick, and then like you know, the expediter had to like pop on, and you know, there are all these stories that happen, and it's um table forty two was getting a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> you man, you be you be. You'd we'll be, talk more about yeah, table forty two later. Table forty two. <laughs> um, that's. <laughs> but um, I, I just want to say, like, I think we. Like consciously tried to foster that environment, uh, you know. I mean, because Mini Bar opened like seven years ago, and I think Frankie's was kind of the first kind of restaurant on the south part of Carroll Gardens that really drew people there. And then I think Buttermilk opened a little over two years ago, and they started like coming in and hanging out, and we kind of made friends, and we made this like almost like every night service industry happy hour thing yeah. going on, you know, where we have some cheap cheap lager beers and some shots of fernet and jameson's and yep. industry standards yes <laughs> um yeah the uh <clears throat> i remember one of the the last few times i was there you were having this uh, super bowl party which i don't i don't <laughs> typically watch the super bowl unless i'm watching it with a bunch of people right. that i like and uh there was there was a lot going on <laughs> yeah there's <laughs> it also there's some serious food we had some you know seriously some of the some of the, the, some of the sous chefs in the hood you know, we had these like ridiculous meatballs and like chili, and and then uh, and then it was a it was a pretty solid hang. And I'm from Wisconsin, so uh, you know, I'm from Milwaukee, but you know, go Packers was a good night for me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally, man. You know, uh, speaking of that, like you know, being in a tight space like that and having all that food, and everyone's like getting along, like hanging out. You're like, it reminds me of like small town I grew up in. You know, like you're basically like in a small town and. 
you were all there together and you, you hung out together because you were there together. Um, what's funny, I want to go back to something you were saying earlier about that. Uh, you were telling me once before that apparently minibar is a popular like blind like internet dating oh yeah, bar. yeah, yeah. for some reason like, like that- e-harmony and uh i mean it's how it's, the I, hell did that even happen I, well i think it's like it's like you know it's especially on a weekday you know at a certain time it's you know kind of like a really mellow and we have you know it's nice like candle lit and we have like right wine and prosecco and it's a good place to yeah sure know, it's, it's not a loud place so people can you know get to know somebody but i've definitely it can get loud we'll talk about yeah, that later yeah. um I've definitely witnessed my share of like awkward awkward, awkward first dates first dates and you know other bartenders like you know julian keith at abilene they have similar similar stories yeah but 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 we were talking about how small the place is and like <clears throat> you end up hanging out with the other people that are in the bar whether you yeah. want to or not so to me it's always like Maybe that's like a safety net. Like if they get yeah. bored, if they if they end up not get, not liking the uh, the person they're on a blind date with, they can talk to the person next to them on yeah. the other side of the bar. And um, then, I mean, and also, I mean, it's a it's I've, I always try to like introduce people to each other that live. I mean, pretty much everyone lives like down the street and around the corner. So I, you know, I had one night where everyone was on their their iPhones checking Twitter, or Facebook, or the news, or whatever the hell else you check on your iPhone and. Uh, <laughs> It was like five people sitting at the bar all doing that. I'm like, you know what? You all need to learn each other's names. You all live like down the street from each other. Sam, this is Dan. Dan, this is Sam. Sam, this is Alex. Alex, this is, you know. And it was, yeah. yeah that's, that's how you build a community, and I think that's important in a neighborhood bar. Well, that, well that's important in a neighborhood bartender, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have a really good way of keeping that going as well because, uh, you know, I see, like, when I get off work and I go over there and hang out and see all these people around the neighborhood, I don't know them all, but uh, you always have a good way, like a classic bartender style of, like, <clears throat> introducing everyone, which yeah. is which is awesome. I mean, and we're like, you know, we're like a, you know, typical neighborhood bar, like, people have met there that have gotten married, you know, and, totally. and like, and, you know, there's there's that, and it's awesome, and I've watched that happen in the last four years. Yeah, nice. Um, <laughs> talking, uh, going back to the 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 bar not being too loud <laughs> um you're you're a musician right you play several different instruments mm-hmm. uh you play flute yeah it's my primary it's primary studies since like, i was a kid cool uh you play some keys what else uh you know i can play like johnny cash tunes on the guitar and, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> i write got, we have a couple acoustics over here nice. so we might make you play a song oh no <laughs> um you know i write and arrange uh do like string and horn arrangements kind of the composition yeah stuff. Kind of commercially yeah. so cool uh, speaking of composing, we'll we'll get back into the uh, the you're, you played a few bands, uh, mm-hmm. the Akron Family and uh, Emmanuel and Fear. I shouldn't say I play in Akron Family, but I've worked with those. Work with them, right? I, I love totally. I love them. Cool. <laughs> um, and uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit uh, after our break about like traveling around and touring and playing shows and stuff. But um, as for, I want to go back to composition. Uh, there's something that's very important for bars to have, and it's something that. Uh, has been put on Yelp, if you can even start to trust it. We'll go to that, too. Um, but uh, the playlist at Minibar, like, you you put together all the playlists and right. all the music, and it's always fantastic. It's very, like, smooth playlist as far as, like, the transition from song to song. That right. takes, like, the, you know, the DJ skills. Yeah. But you always, like, tend to have your finger on the pulse with some stuff, and uh, it's... Either really good drinking music or 
really good drunk music. <laughs> I feel like yeah, it's yeah. like I want to drink now. Oh, I totally want to listen to this now that I'm drunk. Um, what are some of the the favorites that you have? As far well, as I think like, um, I think you know when I put together a playlist, I got I, you know I got to go by you know kind of vibe. So there's definitely in like yeah, I got some like indie rock playlists, which happen to be a lot of bands from Brooklyn, and actually. Kind that of, works out. Kind of bit me in the ass re- recently. Um, Matt Berenger, who's the lead singer of The National, was oh, yeah. in waiting for a table at, I believe, Prime Meats <laughs> with like his wife and some friends. And like this playlist had just a shitload of National on it. So I'm like, and I didn't want him to like feel embarrassed or self conscious. So I kept, you know, I kept skipping <laughs> the the National songs on the on the playlist. And um, um. Anyway, I sent him. I sent him out a round of drinks. And like he's in the house, he's like, "Oh, you didn't have to do that." I'm like, "You know what, man? Our our bar probably owes your PRO like a fat check." <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So I, I think you know, keeping a vibe. So I have like this kind of like indie rock playlist. You know, kind of, kind of more cu- current things. So both like bartenders don't get bored, mm-hmm. and you know, the regular customers don't get you know bored. So it changes up you know, to more current, current stuff. And then I, I feel on Saturdays, I usually start out with some like early electric blues, like Holland Wolf and like little Walter yeah. and guitar slim. Then I ease it into like, you know, these kind of funk and soul mixes, you know, like totally. Bill Withers and James Brown. Absolutely. People, people love to drink to that on oh, Saturdays. Yeah. And it's like, you, you know, you see people like bobbing their heads or their, the new thing is like, you know, you made a good playlist when people are holding their iPhone up with the Shazam. With the Shazam, yeah. And the they're, Shazam, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to, uh, you know, figure out what, what, what this is. is. And I, I mean, mean, they could just, they, they uh, should just come out. They should just yell across the bar. <laughs> they wouldn't even have to yell that hard. <laughs> um, but that's, that's, that is very flattering, you know. Um, uh, and then also, going back to what you were saying about uh, keeping that pace and like the groove for, not only like the service for the customers uh, and you know, it, that music will definitely keep people in a place where they're hanging out and having fun. Um, but it's also good for the bartender too, you know, cause yeah, that, yeah. like you kind of like find a rhythm in it. And then mm-hmm. especially us as musicians, like that are bartenders, we find the rhythm and the pace of mm-hmm. the service when we're slammed and then we can kind of like flow along with that. You know, uh, yeah, it, absolutely. Absolutely. Super important. <laughs> of course, like, you know, then, you know, when you get towards the end of the night and uh, you start, like, maybe toning it down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you then get, I got this out of it. Dave Goodwin's Deep Soul Treasure. It's like 25 tracks and it's like this just like nice kind of medium slow jams. Nice. And it's like it kind of winds everything down on a busy Saturday. Cool, man. Well, we're going to take a quick break. But on the subject of music, this is a song called Rye. I wrote this a few years ago. This is a... 10 piece band I used to write for is my band um, not together anymore really because I don't have the brain power to deal with a 10 piece <laughs> band anymore but um, I anyway, don't know like, anyone who does <laughs> it's like a small big band it's about rye whiskey and uh, which we might have one during the break yeah I believe we will we'll be right back with Nick Coles from Minibar this is rye from Nick Coles and the Nick Coles plus nine plus nine <laughs> alright back in a moment
On March 27th, meet Dr. Temple Grandin, best-selling author and world-renowned animal behavior expert who has designed humane animal handling facilities all over the world. Join hosts Katie Kiefer and Patrick Martins on the main course at 1 p.m. on Sunday, March 27th, as they get an in-depth look at the livestock industry and how it's changing. Speaking of March 27th, that Sunday coming up, we have uh, a really great event coming up that's uh, the fundraiser for the Museum of Food and Drink at Del Posto. If you're around and want to come join, we'll have a bunch of great bartenders and uh, and chefs cooking up some really uh, amazing, incredible stuff and uh, some bartenders joining in, uh, myself included, and uh Having a really great time. That was awesome. I, 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 I wow, <laughs> nice job on that song, Nick. Word, yeah. We've got Nick Coles on the show yes. uh, from Mini Bar in, in Brooklyn, and uh, he wrote that song. It's called Rye, and it's by Nick Coles plus nine. Um, and we were talking a little bit before the break about uh, some reviews on Yelp saying. <laughs> You know, what a great playlist and what great music. And uh, that's probably one of the very few things that Yelp has ever had to offer for anyone who legitimately checks out reviews. I mean, yeah. I mean, we know, I think we've, you know, we've been open for almost seven years and. Or I should say, mini bars have been open for almost seven years. Not, not for your bar, just in general, Yelp oh, in general. Yeah. You know. Um, but, go ahead. Oh no, but Yelp has been very kind to us, but I think we have like 18 reviews and you have like places like buttermilk channel. I think they have, I mean, I do this for entertainment. I like go home and I read Yelp reviews, but it's like, they have like 350 and they've been open for, you know, two years. I, I like, uh, the, I don't like reading Yelp for, uh, I was at a seminar yesterday actually. Um, it was this Pioneers in Mixology mm-hmm. seminar uh, put on by Pernod Ricard. And we had uh, Gary Regan, uh, mm-hmm. Dushan Zarek from Employees Only, Aisha Sharp. Uh, Nick Strangeway did a huge thing on foraging for uh, fresh ingredients in Central Park uh, for cocktails. It was a really eye-opening, amazing thing. And they talked a little while about uh, reviews and how like people... Uh, find out about new places and places to go and you know what what reviews you trust the most are your friends that that you trust and you trust their style you trust their taste and uh you can basically go on yelp for some entertainment of people who are under (laughs) under educated uh just had like one little i mean i mean the uh, (laughs) you read these reviews it's like I went to brunch, brunch, and the eggs were uninspired. I'm like, they're eggs. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry that you thought they were uninspired. But, I, you know, it's it's funny. You have these experiences, I think, as a bartender, where you make somebody, like someone comes to the bar, they're like, all right, I'll have a, I'd have like a Manhattan. I'm like, okay. You know, and I make, you know, I've been, my dad drinks Manhattans. My grandfather drank Manhattans. So, like, I know how to make a decent Manhattan. The... <laughs> I'll never forget, like, this This happened. This, this guy was like, I don't think this is right. So I'm like, I tasted it. I'm like, no, that's kind of how it, that's, 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 that's right. Amazing. So I made another one just to humor him, you know. And uh, he's like, no, I don't think this is right. I'm like, are you sure you like Manhattans? Because <laughs> this is how it's supposed to taste. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Uh, I mean, uh, and those for, are the people that will go home and like write a Yelp review and like be like, "Oh, the Manhattans weren't good." Well, you might not like that particular thing. You know? Well, most people's experience with Manhattans this day and age are that they were shaken. First of all, they're made with bourbon instead of rye and they forgot to put the bitters in there because people didn't know what bitters were for the longest time and it's not their fault it's just it died out for a while and luckily now cocktails and and spirits and you know there's more respect for them and their people have more uh, of an education on what these things are um but yeah that's you know i was at uh, a very recently well about six months ago or so i was in grand central station in one of their fancy restaurants i won't say which one and <laughs> across the bar i saw this bartender throwing some bourbon in some maker's mark and uh some you know like martini and rossi vermouth no bitters and i was like wait a minute oh no don't no no don't no no don't <laughs> put ice in it and shook it and then i uh, strained it into a cocktail glass threw a bright red cherry in there and sent it on its way and i mean <laughs> We're not there yet, but you know we're get, we're getting it gets better every day. A lot of people that you know, especially Saturday, though, can I get a Maker's Manhattan? And I, I mean, we have a lot of nice small batch bourbons, you know, like. But I always say, like, hey man, I like to make my my Manhattans with rye. You should really try it, and I, yeah. I do. And then they're like, oh man, it's really good, man. It's really good. So, <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, uh, and I, I feel like. I mean, it, it's obviously up to us as bartenders to do exactly what you just did. You know, educate the customer and but you but know. like in a in a but in like a nice way. You in know, a nice way. Like, well, hey man, you know, really Manhattan. You can't you can't like you can't preach, but you can just like push. Be like, hey man, you should really try this. Well, you should never tell anyone yeah. what to do. You should right. just suggest. Yes, maybe they try it another way. Absolutely. Um, so okay, I I wanted to talk before we've got about seven minutes here, and I feel like. <clears throat> This next little uh, segment of the show is going to uh, take up the rest of our time. Cool. But so going back to music and and playing music and touring with some bands uh, like Emmanuel and the uh, and the Fear, you you were in Europe a couple times last year. Yeah, I think we were there for about ten weeks last year, kind of all over Western Europe and uh, England. And obviously, these are <laughs> these are drinking countries um (laughs) excuse me um so when you're out on tour tell me about some of the the experiences that you had as far as like uh experiences with like you know food wine spirits beer uh i I have a couple i think uh one of the first ones from the first tour around we actually returned this uh place in the last tour it was uh it's called the new adelphi it's in hull it's like the north of england it's like the they call it like the Detroit of England, and it's it's um it's very kind of like <laughs> like people in London make fun of it. It's like the if you watch like British comedy, Hull is like the you know the butt of jokes. But there's this club called the New Adelphi, and like anybody who's anybody and from a from England has played there when no one knew who the hell they were, like Radiohead and stuff. And oh, it's yeah. like this like divey club, but there I learned how to pull a proper pint from these dudes you know these like older dudes that are you know been doing it forever and how so, do they how do they do it you do i'm trying to remember three pulls forward slow and then you let it sit and then you do kind of stick it in and then you do another one yeah you know so pulling a pint of ale um other stories uh <laughs> being in switzerland drinking appenzeller 
bitters and partaking in the local botany slash horticulture on the Alps <laughs> uh, in Bern. Uh, pretty amazing night. But this Appenzeller bitters, if you're ever in Switzerland, try them. Um, Write that down, people. <laughs> I think of some other funny thing. Um, ordering Fernet Branca in in Italy and the bartender knowing that I was an American, making sure I actually wanted that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm that's. Like, I'm like, yeah. I th- I think uh, <laughs> any bartender should be like, all right. It's one of my favorite tipples. Uh, uh, but yeah, I still when people order a cocktail with Fernet Branca or, or Fernet Branca heavy cocktail, I'm like, well, do you like Fernet Branca or do you like the other things that are in that cocktail on the list? Because uh, most times they will be like, yeah, sure, but you can you can kind of you know bet on every uh, like one or two out of ten. But maybe, I think maybe not understanding. And then um, being in Poland and playing this uh, great venue in Poznan, and they. Um, they, uh, if they really dig you, apparently they just keep bringing vodka up to the stage, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to do it, and you know Nostrovia, and you know. Uh, <laughs> but they put, um, they chill it, they shake it, they chill it, and they put uh, fresh, they squeeze fresh lemon juice in, and that's supposed to help with your hangover the next day. Apparently, didn't really help with mine. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you uh, observe any other like hangover cures on your in your time out uh, in Europe? Not really. I think the best hangover cure on the road is to not drink as much. <laughs> yeah. uh, they, but there are certain things, like uh, obviously that uh, that claim to have, uh, like, oh yeah, claim to be like hangover cures. And you, and you were telling me before about uh, finding like Underberg and like oh, truck yeah. stops. I mean, yeah, you'll be like, you get up, we have some truck stops in the, like the autobahn in Germany, and you know, you might get like a bratwurst or something. And underneath the uh, the cash register at like this like like gas station is is like next to the candy bars you know like it is in the, in the u.s there's like underberg and jagermeister that's amazing <laughs> i wish i would have had that as kid <laughs> um yeah but guys are like slamming half uh half liters too oh yeah there's, there's, <laughs> and that, that's kind of scary you know you get off you know you get off the automotive and there's like a you know it's like a draft beer and the like dudes just kind of chilling out having having one <laughs> like wearing his racing gloves and yeah shit. yeah before they, they hop in their audi and like go like 140 down the uh the left the line <laughs> um it's amazing um but you know what uh, that's uh it's cultural difference <laughs> um obviously uh there are some other things like uh, like the food you had some some uh yeah oh, the, the same place with, with the fernet bronco we were playing this venue it was in uh fanza in italy and um the venues attached to this like super like I don't know for lack of a better term like gourmet restaurant and they it was like three course meal you know rabbit ragu with with uh, you know wine with every course and it was you know our booking agent said you know when you go to this venue they're going to treat you really well and it w- it was awesome and that's like kind of what makes up for like the lack of sleep and the <laughs> that's also what makes up for playing Long in the united drives. states and, yeah uh, playing in the united states pay, yeah. <laughs> paying for your pbrs <laughs> yeah. and uh well, luck- luckily uh you got to uh go in and experience some really cool stuff out in europe and uh and uh, bring it back home and uh educate people on it and i think it's a really great thing that uh you have had those experiences to do so um going back to uh really quickly before we sign off um we we're talking on the break about uh, about mini bar and how uh, it's been like a great place for the 
for the uh, for the neighborhood, a good hang place, like chill. We can talk about anything there. It's like perfect. Yeah, like just. I mean, I really, I think I really need to give a shout out to um, Jennifer from McShane, who's the owner. Absolutely. She's like a really you know dear friend of mine. But she opened that bar, you know, years ago. And, and her, I drank there before I worked there. But her goal. Which I think it should be a goal of like any neighborhood bar. She's like, I want to make it feel like. I mean, it's small too, but she's like, I want to make it feel like people's living rooms, yeah, where they can totally. go meet their neighbors and have a cocktail. And I, you know, I think that's what drew me in as as a customer originally, and it's why, you know, I love working there. Awesome, man. Well, uh, I love going there, and I'm really <laughs> glad that you came on the show today. Uh, Guys, my uh, my guest today has been Nick Coles of Mini Bar. If you ever get a chance to go down to uh, Carroll Gardens or if you're in the neighborhood, uh, please go by and see him. What Four. nights are you there? Uh, I'm there Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday when I'm around. So Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday. Good nights. Word. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll be seeing you there uh, <laughs> Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Thanks a lot, Nick. And thanks for listening to this speakeasy. Oh, Cheers. Cheers. Yes, higher than a kite. Baba Doody. That cat is high. Look at that look in his eye. Man, I wouldn't lie. It gets higher than a kite. Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening. The following is a public service announcement from Heritage Radio Network. The Snacky Tunes compilation has arrived and is available for free on our website, heritageradionetwork.com. This compilation features live performances from some of the hottest acts around today, including Midnight Magic, Surfer Blood, Overhopper, and more. Again, you can download this compilation for free on our website, heritageradionetwork.com, and make sure to listen to Snacky Tunes every Monday at 2 p.m. on Heritage Radio Network. following is a public service announcement from Beer Sessions Radio. Beyond the human and environmental casualties of the triple threat disaster in Japan, there will likely also be losses to our collective food culture, from miso and sake makers to outstanding fisheries. With help from the New York State Brewers Association, the Good Beer Seal, Beer Sessions Radio, and craft breweries alike, Jimmy Carboni is hoping to raise funds that will go directly to Hitachino, an excellent Japanese brewery, through a benefit at Brooklyn Brewery next Monday, March 28th from 7 to 10 p.m. In addition to beer, there'll be food from the Meat Hook, Jimmy's Number 43, Waterfront Ale House, and a few local Japanese restaurants. All money raised will go to Kyuchi Brewery and Hitachino Beers, which they will distribute via humanitarian aid locally. To date, the brewery, which lost 500 bottles in the earthquake and suffered some damage to its physical plant, is filtering and bottling water for its community and providing them with food. You can read a letter about the quake's aftermath to Jimmy from Toshiyuki Kyuchi, the brewery owner, on his site. And you can buy tickets to the benefit on brownpapertickets.com backslash event. 
backslash 166978. That's brownpapertickets.com slash event slash 166978. The following is a public service announcement from the Museum of Food and Drink. Dave Arnold and Patrick Martins have gathered a team of New York's most innovative chefs and bartenders to create a nine-course fundraiser lunch at Del Posto, Sunday, March 27th. Their intent? To kickstart the greatest food museum in the world. The menu for this unprecedented event is derived from educational themes of the museum. Chefs will draw inspiration from sources outside their normal sphere. How will a cutting-edge chef handle the Paleolithic, or a dish only using pre-Columbian ingredients? What will a modern Italian chef do with ancient Rome? The chefs include David Chang of Momofuku, Wiley Dufresne of WD-50, Mark Ladner of Del Posto, Nils Noren of the French Culinary Institute, Cesare Casella of Salumeria Rossi, Carlo Maracci of Roberta's, Brooks Headley of Del Posto, and Christina Tozzi of Momofuku Milk Bar. Bartenders include Audrey Sanders of Pegu Club, Thomas Waugh of Death & Company, Simon Ford of Pernod Ricard, Damon Bolte of Prime Meats, and Eben Clem of BR Guest Restaurants. Proceeds from the event will directly support the Museum of Food and Drink. Tickets are very limited and $250 per person. To purchase tickets, please visit mofad.eventbrite.com. That's M-O-F-A-D dot eventbrite.com. Once again, M-O-F-A-D dot E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E dot com. Sponsored by Pernod Ricard, Heritage Foods USA, Pat LaFrieda Meats, Barterhouse Wines, Del Posto Restaurant.